today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Oh, an update on the uh, the trial of uh, Derek Chauvin, uh, who's uh, the trial, of course, has moved into its 14th day uh, with some interesting testimony yesterday as the defense continued with their presentation. Uh, joining us to uh, give us a perspective on this is uh, Thane Rosenbaum, CBS Radio legal analyst. Uh, Thane, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for the time today. Always enjoy talking to you, Bill. Let me ask you right off the bat. Uh, yesterday, of course, uh, the decision was made uh, by the accused, by Derek Chauvin, to invoke the Fifth and not to testify at his own trial. Is, is that the exception or the norm in a trial like this? It is the norm, and it probably should be the norm. Um, you know, even if you were a lawyer, it, it's very hard on, on cross-examination uh, in that kind of a setting, you know, uh, to not say the thing that will, in fact, incriminate you. And the founding fathers, you know, were very sensitive to the to the way in which, under the uh, uh, British legal system that was imposed on the colonies, that they would force the accused into a setting where he or she often incriminated himself. So that was why they put the First and Fifth Amendment, this Bill of Right, that said, "You cannot force me to act as a witness against myself." If you want to make your case against me, I am innocent before proven guilty before the law, and you've got to go talk to other people. You can't talk to me. I am not going to convict myself. Uh, even trying to look at the perspective, you know, of, of his defense, and, and we'll get to that in a second about the, the witnesses that were called yesterday. Uh, the video is the video, and and, and the defense has, uh, I think, been pretty uh, upfront about that, haven't they? Thing that look, at, we're not disputing what you saw in front of you. It's what happened uh, that caused the death, and, and a number of other factors. Uh, if he were to get on the stand, uh, you got to figure that the prosecution is going to go in a totally different minds. They're going to go his mindset. Uh, there's a, a number of different things. So I, I can understand why they say, look, we don't need any of that. And, uh, they want this testimony that they got, for instance, yesterday from uh, Maryland's former chief medical examiner uh, about how Floyd actually died. They want that to stick with the jury uh, and and not get involved with some of the other things that the prosecution might bring up. Right. No, quite right. Look, you know, there's a lot of questions to ask Chauvin. They're, they have a long, They would have. It would take a long time to finish. The prosecution would take a long time to finish with him, right? Because it's not just the knee for all that time. It's that he didn't even provide medical attention. Uh, was he aware that he was in medical distress? The crowd was screaming at you that you're killing him. Did you not understand what they were saying? Did it occur to you at that time? Well, what, I don't want to be the guy who kills him. So what did, what did you understand? Here's, you, here's the police manual. Don't you actually have a duty to, to rescue a person in this situation, not kill them? Right? I mean, there's a lot there that they would that they would ask him, and I'm not quite sure he would be convincing to, to disprove the, what they see on the video. How does a jury uh, work in a situation like this? We saw some very compelling testimony by the, uh, the prosecution witnesses uh, about how they said that, uh, that George Floyd was actually killed, and, and they talked about it was the knee and the asphyxiation that went on. Uh, obviously, we knew where the defense was going to go on this, too. I mentioned the the witness they had yesterday, the uh, former chief medical examiner. Uh, there's a, a, another witness that talked about asphyxiation because of carbon monoxide, because they were right down beside the, the, the end of the car as well. Uh, you know, when they finally do go into to start you know, making a judgment on this thing that there's it's a it's a black and white issue here. There's not a whole lot of gray. You either believe these witnesses or this set of witnesses about how George Floyd actually died. Well, you could walk into the jury bill and say, I think this guy's a bad cop. 
He's terrible uh, on every level. Uh, and I do think that that technique that every other police officer who testified said should never have been applied uh, to a man who's not resisting arrest was totally wrong, uh, totally uh, an unreasonable use of force. But this guy was already so sick, uh, Floyd, and he had drugs in his system. Uh, And there's maybe carbon dioxide, right? This new introduction of things Mm -hmm. to say, do we really, really, really know beyond a reasonable doubt that it's the knee and not all of that? That there's going to be a juror that's going to say that. Someone's going to yell at him. Oh, come on. <laughs> but someone is going to raise that point. There's a basket, a laundry list of so many things that could have killed him, in particularly in that setting. And that's what the defense has been trying for their entire strategy. Yesterday was the very first time someone said, I cannot tell you, given all of his underlying medical problems and the drugs and, oh, yeah, maybe carbon monoxide. I, as a medical expert, cannot tell you that the knee is what killed him with asphyxiation. And that's that was obviously a key moment for the defense. He'd been waiting for someone to cast again, casting doubt. That's all that's required under our American system of law one person, one juror, to have some reasonable doubt that what is being alleged, that the knee, the improper use of the knee, killed them. And that's what the, the causation of the act is what is really on trial. Nobody thinks that this guy's a good cop. Everyone now knows he shouldn't have done what he did. But the defense is still going to say it didn't kill him. That's why there's, I guess, a certain amount of skepticism. I mean, as I'm going around to all the morning shows as I'm getting ready for my show, uh, CBS and, and CNN, etc., Joe Scarborough and MSNBC, I think it was this morning, uh, said, look, he says, I want to see justice done. I, I'm hoping justice will be done, but he says I'm skeptical. Uh, but that may, And Joe's a lawyer, too. I guess Scarborough's a lawyer. So, I mean, he may understand some of the stuff that you just explained here, uh, that this is not a slam dunk by any stretch of the imagination, video or no video. Yeah, I mean, look, the video is the key piece of evidence. And when the prosecution sums up their case, they're going to say, you trust your eyes and your ears. There's video camera of this, right? And we've been, you've been told uh, two things. You've been told that that technique uh, of compression on the neck should never have been used. That's what you were told by every single expert. Uh, and you were also told that when he said, I can't breathe, he wasn't kidding. He was slowly being asphyxiated. Um, and the defensive strategy is going to say, high crime neighborhood, very big black man out of control on drugs. We're of smaller cops. We had to keep them down. This is the technique that we used. It's very easy to second guess, second guess our judgment, but you're not there. We're the cops. The crowd looked menacing, which distracted us. We were a little scared. We wanted reinforcements to show up. And who, how did we know that this is a guy who had three clogged arteries, hypertension, uh, true respiratory illnesses, uh, and he was, could have overdosed on drugs? That's the defensive strategy. And again, all it requires is one juror to have reasonable doubt. I, I've, 
I think I told you at the outset uh, when this started that I was really looking forward to the conversation you and I could have about what closing uh, arguments are going to be, but I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because I can say there's another day of testimony. Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, great to get your perspective on this, Dan. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. I really do appreciate it. Anytime for you, Bill. You know that. Thank you. No. Appreciate that. Thane Rosenblatt, of course, CBS Radio legal analyst, uh, keeping an eye on what's going on. And, of course, uh, the, the, some uh, new uh, news about what's going on in the other Minnesota situation, too. That Minnesota cop has been charged in the shooting of the black motorist. Uh, who, this is the cop who's since resigned who said that uh, she got confused between a taser and a firearm. That's going to be interesting when that goes to trial as well. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.